0: This is a Valerie Moss Original Podcast. Part 4. Hey everyone, it's Valerie here. In this second to last episode, we are diving into authors and great books, more Valerie's and truffle popcorn, my side hustle into audiobooks, whiskey samplers, and an introduction to my new theme, which is so fitting eat, read, and create. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast. With your host, me, Valerie Moss, this show is about eating, reading, and creating. How these three things influence us every day. And the people that make this happen, isn't it you, or me, or our friends? Episode 63, 64, and 65 is with Claire C. Marshall, who wrote The Spark Stone Saga. These books are set in Alberta, and everyone in them has special powers. Here's a clip.
1: Business right, stuff, right. yeah. Of course. Okay, yeah. So then I just did this really deep dive into, you know, how the how the publishing industry works, and that was really just when self publishing was starting to become more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so That's I was like eleven years ago. Okay, yeah, and so. Uh, I would just, I would go to like the 10th page of Google, just reading anything I could Mm. find. And my friend told me about the Humber College Program in Toronto, Mm. uh, which is a four month publishing certificate. And so I looked that up and I was like, this is exactly what I need because it's basically here's how publishing works in Canada. Very specific. And it's led uh, or was led at the time by a former Penguin publisher, uh, Cynthia Good. So, oh, okay. Yes. Penguin Publishing. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, I was like, that's what I'm going to do Okay. Uh, after I finish my degree. So, two years later, I applied for the program. Uh, there was an interview process. I got accepted. It's a very small program. Right. And I was so excited and so... Literally finished one degree and went off to Toronto. I had I, I had been to Toronto before, but I had never really lived that far away. Okay, so you <laughs> came from where, Nova Scotia? So it's a, it's a rural Nova Scotian fishing village called Sheet Harbor, S-H-E-E-T. Okay. Um, it's on the eastern shore. Um, it's about an hour and a half from Halifax. Okay, so you were there, and how, what's
0: the population there when you were there?
1: Oh, in Sheet Harbor? Like, um, there's maybe 2,000 people on the whole shore. Right. To give you some context, the the high school that I went to was a, a joint grade 7 to 12, and there were 270 people. Okay. Now I think it's down to 200. They're actually making a grade primary to 12 school. They're building a new school. So very, very small to like Halifax and then to Toronto, right? Where uh, where I went, and I really liked the program. It really filled in my publishing gaps. I met a lot of friends there who were similar to me, great, and, including my fia- now fiance. Okay, Yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, that really gave me some context for like publishing is what I want to do and writing. Writing and publishing, but it's a lot of work. Like I went in there convinced that I could make a, like a publishing company all by myself. Mm-hmm. And then the final project was create a publishing company with a group. And it showed me like all the different roles and we actually had to contact real authors mm-hmm. to get them to do fake books for our publishing company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it really like showed me, okay, like you need help with mm-hmm. this. Um, but you
0: know what I love about that is because you went in
1: she trails off as dad holding a bag opens the door and holds it open for mom and Miss Agalia Mum wheels in another large suitcase while Miss Agalia carries a small travel bag dad manages to slip inside before the door closes on him completely "'Ingrid, honey, your keyboard is still in the car. "'I'll uh, go go back and get it,' Dad says, "'as he sets one of my suitcases down. "'You need any help?' I ask. "'No, I'll I'll be right back.' "'Dad leaves, and Miss Agalia is about to go up the steps "'when she notices Sunny gripping the stair railing "'as if her legs are about to give out. (laughs) "'Sunny Harris,' Miss Agalia says, looking surprised.' You're out here in your pajamas. Is anything the matter? Oh, no, Sunny replies. She's got a sheepish sheepish look on her face, and if I were her, I'd be embarrassed. Just saw her coming in, and I thought I'd like to say hello is all. I could show Ingrid to her room if you're busy, Miss Agalia. No, Sunny, you don't have to worry about that. Thank you, though. Breakfast ends in half an hour. You might want to hurry or you'll miss it. Sunny curls her hands and sticks them in her armpits for warmth. I already ate, actually. Good, Ingrid. We should not keep Sunny from her morning routine. She starts up the steps. Mom follows her and I give Sunny one last smile. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, "'Same to you,' Sonny says. "'Look, one thing before you go.'" Her gaze flickers up to Mom and Miss Agalia, who are disappearing down the second-floor hallway, and to Dad, who is inching closer to the door with my keyboard carried across his shoulder, and then settles on me again. "'Don't eat the food, if you can help it.'" I frown. "'Is it really that bad?' Her cheeriness has been replaced with the solemn, solemnity of someone who has seen the darker face of the world. Yeah, there's this cafe down the road. Eat there. It's it's not great, but it's better than everything you can eat here. I don't want to say so, but I'm pretty sure Dad already bought the meal plan. <laughs> <laughs> you have to if you're going to live in residence. And if you're attending Sparkston University, you have to live in residence i'm sure i'll get along fine i say sunny smile is grim is grim you probably will oh my gosh (laughs)
0: so once i read that i could fun fact london's first hamster's name was tammy who was one of my dad's girlfriends Episode 66, 67, and 68 is with Valerie Flexual. She has over 20,000 pictures on Instagram. She bears all. She collects garbage. She saves the earth. Here's her clip. The
2: like two-minute beach cleanup, the two-minute litter pick, and it's just like, hey, if you can at least just take two minutes, you're making some difference, instead of just stepping over the trash. And... I haven't done a whole lot. Like I've used a reusable bottle for years and years and years. Like I, I can I you know, that's that's one thing. But now I'm starting to understand that our recycling doesn't get really recycled, that we need to start re- refusing the single-use plastic. And that is really difficult to do because everything is so conveniently packaged in stores or you know, you get takeout and it's in plastic or styrofoam and it's like you know, there's a lot of, like, lifestyle changes that I'm trying to make, but it's kind of a slow process, and I don't want to overwhelm myself, but rather than focus on how much bad stuff there is out there, every single day I see amazing people and organizations making positive changes and differences, and countries changing their policies, like Canada. I mean, you guys, I think uh, the Prime Minister just, by 2021, they're supposed to be Um, almost no single use plastic. It's like every single day, there's something beautiful happening to change this. It's
0: definitely in the right direction. That's for sure. I know even if I go into a grocery store, I'm not as um, obsessed as you are maybe with the single use, but I am reflective of it. And when I go into a grocery store, if I only have a couple of things, I just refuse a bag. Or I'll turn around and go home and grab my reusable bags before I get groceries. I hate grocery bags.
2: I, I mean, that. see, my, my, my little, see, I, I've been doing the reusable bags, too. And if I forget one, I just buy another one because whatever. I end up using them for everything. But my cat's litter boxes. plastic. Okay, bags. yeah.
0: So what do you do with that? Plastic I bags. use
2: plastic bags. I haven't uh, really that solution yet. There so actually, there is there are actually, a lot. <clears throat> There's a company called Biobag. I use I for my pet care company I use their biodegradable poop bags. And yeah. they're they're awesome quality. Like they're better than the, the cheap plastic ones. And um and and they have a uh, biobag also makes like compostable bags. So I'm trying to figure out what to do next for that. And, so do you
0: use the biobags in your litter bin?
2: No, no, okay. I haven't yet. They're too small. The poop bags are okay. too small, but I'm, I'm, more, I'm, I'm figuring it out. You know, it's, I'm going to have to like invest in a few products, I think, to, uh, be able to start really making the changes. But I don't know. I, I think if we all just do little baby steps, that's, 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 that's and just
0: even one thing at a time. Right. So if Exa- you choose exactly. not to have that bag one time, like it's a huge difference. Yeah. Like I say to people all the time, keep your bags." Episode 69 and 70, Truffle Popcorn and My Choice is Better. When you get introduced to popcorn when you miss lunch, this is the way to do it. And the rest, take a listen. i working perfectly to our room personality. There's some pics on the website of this. This quilt took me years to finish. And I'm pretty proud of it. That's for sure. Oh, that's a good grade.
2: This is, it? is really very good. warm, warm and mellow.
0: Mine is like light and tropical. Oh yeah, nothing.
2: This is that at all. Oh yeah,
0: this is like smoky
2: and. It's not oaky, which woody. is great. Oh, that's a good grade. It's fine not biting me or citrusy yeah.
0: Yeah. it's a bit dry this is a bit dry? oh this isn't dry at all in the front of my mouth oh, that's not dry either no I don't think it's dry at all hmm. this
2: doesn't dry this doesn't soak the
0: it did for me but probably because I had
2: that first. that's pretty that's very good that's, um, you
3: don't get grease that's not good but no what's kind of, what kind I of I don't ozone? know can you look?
0: does San Giovese have a gris? We test and taste each other's wines. He's moving into more of the reds lately, whereas I'm still on the whites. Sometimes rosé. He, in the end, likes my wine. And I actually don't mind his. You can hear the kitchen in the background, which is just off to the back of where we are sitting. It's kind of an open concept. Oh, can you smell the garlic? I can.
4: So this is, oh, I can. What did like you get? Can the Pinot out. Gris?
3: Yeah.
0: Smooth, delicate, fresh. Apple and pear for sure. I don't find it very citrusy. Apple and pear? Yeah, no citrus. The very top one? Yep. Della Borini or I'm something?
5: There,
0: Maybe we can check for that, Jeff, That's when we nice. go. So I yes. really like it. really like it a lot isn't it amazing when you're sitting in a restaurant and you can actually smell the food cooking like you're sitting in your own kitchen so look behind you i want you to take notice something on the chandelier you see how they covered the cord in fabric so erica the lady i'm buying the table from we just like got to chatting when i went there the first time and I said, I wanted to do these. Shan- oh, show me. So I was showing her my Pinterest board, And she says, make sure you cover the cord in tulle, is what she said. And I said, well, I have fabric at home. I can cover it in fabric. So she said, make sure you do. So I don't know how low you can go. I don't know how much. But I'd like it quite low in the room.
2: How low, how, 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 as long as it can go?
0: I don't know how long it is.
2: It doesn't look that long.
0: But I'd like it as low as we can get it without hitting your head. Oh,
2: I
3: don't know if that's going to
0: happen.
2: They don't look that long,
0: and that's a 10-foot ceiling. Okay, so as long as
2: we can make... Episode
0: 71, You Don't Need to Be Like Them, is an interview with an incredible Valerie. She's honest and passionate about people. And she's part of my Valerie segment. Here's the clip. I'm married and so I'm a project manager so my life can be very busy end up on a job site at the last minute or you know my daughter could be sick or something at school or whatever so I like to be prepared I like to be ahead ahead of things planned
3: (laughs) yes that's I aspire to that that's
0: very sweet (laughs) but hey if it works for you and you're great at last minute then all the power to you. Right. I'm not that a um, liberal, I guess.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So would you say you are extravagant or frugal?
3: Oh, wow. Uh, I probably fall fairly in the middle. Mm. And I think that I I like to, at least I like to think of myself as someone who like really invests in the things that I really care about or that are just, I know are going to add a lot of value to my life. Oh, I love that. Um, And then, yeah. And then the other things I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. I'll get that for like, you know, $5 at Target or whatever. So, yeah, it sort of just depends on on what it is.
0: Like more on a purpose. It's got to be purposeful or it got some value to it. And probably, too, with a bit of your background, you're probably not very um, like spontaneous with shopping. You'd have to have more of a need or a right an uh, impact or well you, it's interesting
3: hmm. because um, I kind of sometimes joke that my my food stuff uh, got better and it it changed into money stuff, so I definitely have had my periods of time where. I think that part of the issue is I've never really been extravagant so much as I can buy a lot of things mm-hmm. <laughs> so that add up, um, and then also I just love learning, so it's like if I buy an online course or I want to travel to a training, and I'm the one paying for all that stuff, so um, that kind of things that adds up, but yeah, it's sort of like I'm not necessarily impulsive, but I'm not always... Um, necessarily making the long-term wise decision okay
0: yeah I like that wording too impulsive I'm definitely not impulsive when it comes to shopping but like you if I don't really need it then maybe I won't spend the money on it I don't know yeah bit of both maybe hey yeah
3: that's a tough one it
0: is a tough one
3: I'm literally looking at my bookcase right now, and one of the books on it that is still haven't read, it's on my list, is called To Buy or Not To Buy.
0: Oh, that sounds like a good book. It must be referring to do you need something or do you just want it to fill a void for something else?
3: Right, it's talking about, like, compulsive shopping and spending. Fun
0: fact. I love to podcast and produce... Audiobooks. Episode 72, 73, and 74. It's all about whiskey samplers and the God's chair, a mountain, and a book. It was written by my sensei, and she likes her whiskey. Take a listen.
3: You must know it off by
0: heart. I I do.
5: I have a bit of a different spiel that I give to people when they ask what the book is about. Turning 16 is tough to navigate for any teenager. For Mike, it'll be tough and then some. His father is getting more fret, forgetful. Hannah, the object of Mike's affection, disappears without a trace. And his dark and extremely odd uncle has shown up to give him some bizarre news. The gist is that Mike has one year left to live. Freely, that is. When he turns 17, he will become a hot commodity on the Transylvania black magic market. In this year of freedom, Mike will have to move to the mysterious land of Transylvania, cure his father somehow, find Hannah, and perfect a lifetime of skills he never knew he had. Most of all, Mike will discover that those monsters under his bed, the the stuff of dreams, do exist
0: so that sounds really good i did read that but <laughs> so young adult yes male perspective mm-hmm. so why did you go this route what was, is it easy to write? from hmm, Males? Young adult male? Like, I don't yes. know. I always I wanted to be the, a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, the kids from school. Like, I never wanted to be those boys. So <laughs> yeah, right. No. No, yeah. I never wanted to be those boys either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's so interesting to me. about that?
5: I get asked this question so often. You do? And I okay. wish I had a more brilliant answer. <clears throat> um, I can honestly <laughs> say probably not that much thought went into it when whether it was boy or girl. Um, I suppose, being that I am the age that I am, um, a lot of the fantasy-type stories
0: that I read when I was way young younger, adult. like a hundred years ago... Mm-hmm. Um, she looks fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Don't let her <laughs> humbleness... So does Valerie.
5: No. No. <laughs> The whiskey.
0: <laughs> the whiskey it's is the working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
5: So funny. It's clouding your vision. It's, like yeah, it's working yeah. for me. You know? yeah, right. mm-hmm. um, a lot of those books, I don't know if it was just the way that um, society was. Were, were, males were the primary characters of that particular genre. Um, obviously, if you read any kind of romance book, like, you know, Sweet Valley High or I don't even know. I can't take any Harlequin or whatever. Well, what about like yeah. Hardy Boys and all that? Like oh, the, any, okay. Yeah. yeah. The Hardy Boys, all the Nancy Drew. All the Nancy awesome. Drew. Right. All of awesome those. Reads, awesome right. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess maybe part of that, uh, that was maybe a part of the reason why, because I just wrote what I was comfortable with. But.
0: Fun fact about me. I love crime shows like Dateline. Episode 75, When the Moon Hits Your Eye Like a Big Pizza Pie. I'm reviewing an awesome pizza joint here in Calgary in Inglewood. Disco ball, black and white movies. Here's the clip. I'll bring you a plate. And do we want any chili oil, chili flakes or garlic? Yeah, thank you. Oh, and excuse me, could I try um, a side of this creamy garlic... To my ice tea. Whoops. So, see, mine but without papers, that's where we are. Pizza joint, that's where we are. Valerie and Jeff, London, my pizza. The moss is visited here.
2: hot box. Yeah. We're for our plates. The date. I'm thinking of doing like, Daddy, can you put your
0: hand, like right on? Oh, that looks fantastic,
2: Jack. They did
0: a great job on it. Okay. Our meals arrive. Chili oil, chili flakes, and a side of creamy garlic pano. Bugs and I compare our sketches. We're admiring the pizza. Don't you just love a good pizza?
2: What are you
0: getting?
3: maybe For what? For may
2: you, to uh, you know, you won't you can go
0: have to go cups actually, um, is it just like milk. fountain iced tea or what kind of no? So, I was just gonna say, we do make it in the house, it's not as sweet as some iced tea, so I don't know. Kids sometimes don't love it. I think we'll pass them, yeah, yeah, because it's like cold tea. Like, there is Thank a little you, bit though. of sugar and honey, but I just know if you're expecting a nest tea, it's not gonna right. Be like okay, perfect. Sorry Thank about for that. that. Like Anything perfect. else I can grab? No, how's it taste? It's good. Yay. I don't know, just have to try it. Oh my god, it's so good. It's like a girl. Episode 76 and 77 is another Valerie. Her last name is Valdivia, and she has an uncanny ability to draw. Here's her clip. Some of them like make me tear up. Yeah. They're just so, you can capture it so well. Oh, So what wow. do you think about when you're mm-hmm. drawing like well, this one so woman? So she has diamond earrings on.
4: Um, And she's in, mm -hmm. like, a
0: red sparkly Mm -hmm. dress. And her hair is just awesome. She's got a little bit of a red tinge to her eyes. Uh
4: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So that one, um... Uh... Drawing I drew because, um... I came across in, um... A photograph of the actress Lupita Nyong'o, um from uh, like a red carpet photo shoot and she's um, she's an actress who won an Oscar for her performance in 12 Years a Slave and recently she was in um, the movie Us which was directed by oh, Jordan Peel, which is saw. a horror movie okay, want to talk about of which I am a fan after, but yeah.
0: I just saw the preview for that and yeah. I was yeah. so scared. Totally. I haven't mm-hmm. even seen
4: it yeah. yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I on on some on some, you know, internet, internet rabbit hole or another, I came mm-hmm. across um, this photo of her, and like in the drawing I drew, she was wearing a glittery red dress, oh, and she had okay. red contact lenses in, because, the you know, it's a scary movie, and she kind of had this kind of theatrical costume mm-hmm. that she was wearing at the premiere, and I just thought that that look was so cool that I wanted to, to right. try to draw it as for fun and well, practice. Wow, you
0: captured that. Yeah,
4: so. I mean, I didn't know it was her, yeah. but. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just,
0: yeah. just in the awe <laughs> of your talent.
4: Thank you very and
0: much. And is this like full time for you or is this some like little it project is, on this side? It is. Um,
4: the illustration is, um, I'd, I'd say right now my time is split between the illustration and also a day job that I have. But with my eventual goal of going, going full time, full time illustrator. And
0: what's your day job?
4: My day job is that I work at um, a grocery store here in the United States.
0: Uh huh.
4: Yeah. As so a, I do a cashier. Um. At, at this particular um, store, everyone kind of does a little bit of everything. So, um, what I do mostly during during the day is, um, or at this day job, is I paint um the signs or I make um, displays for inside the store, or I do special decorations or things like that. So so that's that's mostly what I do. Yeah, I still get to be creative, even even at the store. She's a grocery
0: store painter
4: for their creative
0: displays by day and an illustrator by night, working on her next character. So you moved from California to Oregon area. Yeah. Those are both wine countries. Yes, they are. (laughs) Fun fact about me. I went to seven grade schools. Episode 78, Chants, Spells, and Witches. One of my first audiobooks, Wicca for Beginners. Take a listen. I added this sample of my latest approved audiobook, which is Wicca for beginners. I'm proud to be requested and approved to produce this audiobook, truly. This is a nature-based religion, not something cynical that's depicted in the movies. I learned so much about Wicca. It's amazing. This is the What is Wicca? edition script. The roots of Wicca extend as far back as human memory. Some argue that Wicca is the original religion. Polytheistic religions, those that worship more than one deity, were the first types that popped up, historically speaking. Almost all ancient religions practiced worship that was rooted in nature. These practices were arguably more, quote, normal than the more popularized versions that you see today. And yes, they are all popularized. Episode 79, 80, and 81, Secret of the V. This was a three-part episode where I sit down with an old client-turned-friend, Valora Douglas, to talk about being Val's and her fancy girly room, and more. Here's the clip. So that's kind of like a little, in a nutshell, I guess, my kind of career path. Yeah. Can you think about your career path? Where did you start out, and how has it evolved? Are you grateful for your trajectory? Do you miss some of the old, maybe less pressure positions of your past? It's nice to hear me reflect on this, and I truly do like working for this company out of BC. I didn't even sell this box. It's so ugly. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, you're missing the point. But... Yeah, no, I like yeah. I like this industry. I want to stay life. in this
4: yeah. industry. Yeah, you know it's a wonderful industry, and it's so great um, having been with a number of home builders. Just as you said, to watch the floor plans evolve into an actual home, right? And to walk through it eventually, or even some of the projects, you know, you just you see that vision, and then you're you're touring it, and it's it's just come to fruition. It's right there, and and then. You say the paint on the wall. I just love walking in and smelling the lumber, New carpet, the insulation, and just and then, everything. Like as soon as the the, the, the framing is complete, I'm am walking through going, oh my god. I, don't I know, know like is. it's not
0: yeah. like it just is so. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I, like I have like a ton of experience with deficiencies before I was ever in this capacity. Yeah, you didn't even use that word. It was like a problem. Yeah. Like it was like a. Something was broken, you had to like redo it. Like, there's no like containment of like, there's no process around it. Yeah, exactly. And like, working like, just dealing with deficiencies, it's just like one more check mark. Mm -hmm. It's not this negative space, right? I mean, it's not a great space, but it's just one more process that you check off Mm -hmm. and you kind of work through it, right? Yeah. Whatever exactly. it might be.
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a great industry, and it's big, and it's everybody's a big family in it, really. And everybody, you know, it's competitive, but everybody works really well together at the same time. So I always say it's friendly competition. Friendly competition wonderful. is,
0: yeah, I would agree with
4: that. What
0: industry are you in? Do you know the word deficiency? This means that once your product is installed, there's a flaw. Maybe the color isn't right, or there's a scratch, or another trade needed to access something around your product, and they damaged it. It's now on your deficiency list. You know I joke about my husband, but it would be hard to project manage on something that is not tangible. That's the way I think. Do you find, like, you haven't really worked in the commercial industrial space, mostly on the residential side? yeah. Hmm. I've never worked on the other side either. Ah,
3: maybe we should trade places.
0: <laughs> Episode 82, Ornaments, Recipes, and a Chain Letter? Christmas of 2019 was new traditions, like tree ornaments. I wrote a chain letter and my favorite recipes. Here's the clip. Siblings plus their spouses and kids. So, since this doesn't happen anymore, I thought we should do a chain letter. This is how it worked. First, I wrote a note with instructions. You read my letter, you write your note, update all the family on your best things, and then I wrote my letter along with the instructions. Then I also inserted blank paper and stamps to help encourage the next person to write their note. Then you include it with mine and send it to the next family member. I also included a list of people with a little checkbox beside their names and gave them liberty to send them to who they want. Aunts, uncles, cousins, extended family. At the end, send it back to me. My address is included. And I'd post this on our socials for all to see. What do you think? Have you done something like this before? I'll let you know how it goes. I haven't heard any rumblings or rumors about it. But I sure hope it works because it'd be pretty fun to have a handwritten note. Next up, my top five Christmas recipes.
2: (laughs)
3: Like, I don't know. <sighs> oh. <laughs> I love the season and the need that it feels. The need that it
0: feels. Oh. That's a new door. The need that it
3: feels.
5: job, Lonnie G. Thank you. <laughs> Good, sir. Walk off
0: stage. Do you want to say Merry Christmas to everybody? Merry Christmas! And Happy New Year! I just love the best of bridge. So, number yes, one is the, the best of bridge cookies. Mona's mother's, mother's like best Christmas. friend's favorite recipe. And, just like and then I I'll added coconut and oatmeal. The second one I love is Best of Bridge Cookies Whipped Shortbread. I've made these with cinnamon chips and also with rice flour for all those gluten-free people, and whole wheat flour, as well as just traditional all-purpose. These I've been making for years and years. Back when I ran um, my pastimes online quilting business, I had these Nellie's laundry detergent tins. They were like a white tin with an Fun fact about me, my name is Valerie, and I'm named after
3: my mother's mother, who died before I was born. What did
0: you think of part four of this look back? Isn't it fun to get to know the Valeries? Me dabbling into this audiobook world, interviewing local authors and their stories to tell? I just loved this part. So many good memories, sort of like an audio scrapbook. Next week for our final part, we are closing in on the final 20 shows of my podcast, the newest shows, shows that you likely still remember hearing me tell these stories, my new theme, giveaways, interview with a famous writer, and more. This is Valerie Moss, in Studio Seventeen. <phone rings>